بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه ما بعد The one verse in the Quran that has generated the most commentary in all of our history more treatises have been written about this one verse and more tafasir ink has been spilt on this one verse than all of the other verses in the Quran it's just a historical fact which verse is this it is the verse that is called the ayah of an-nur the verse of light and you all know what this verse is it is that famous verse in the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls himself the light. And Allah gives a beautiful metaphor or analogy of light. And this ayah has been interpreted in more than two dozen different ways. Literally, no exaggeration. What does the metaphor mean and what does this and what is that? So today, inshallah ta'ala, I've given this same topic before but today I'm going to interpret it in one of the other ways if you have listened to my previous lectures I have typically interpreted according to um, what is called Tabari or Ibn Abbas's paradigm today I'm going to shift gears a little bit and I'm going to give another interpretation based upon our theme for today so what, you, what is this famous verse it is of course ayah, uh, the verse 55 of Surah An-Nur and it reads as follows A'udhu Billahi Rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Allahu nuru samawati wal ard mathalu nurihi kamishkatin fiha misbah al misbah fi zujajah az zujajatu ka'annaha kawkabun in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins by stating, Allah is the light of the heavens and earth. Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. This is the only verse in the Quran in which Allah calls himself directly nur. Allahu nur. Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. What does it mean Allah is the nur of the heavens and earth? It has many meanings. Of them is that Allah created the lights of the heavens and earth. All light is because of Allah. Of them is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who guides. So Allah is the nur in that he guides. Therefore in this meaning, nur becomes synonymous with hadi al-hadi. 
And of them is that literally in a way that Allah knows best, Allah is nur. We don't think too deeply. When Allah says He is, we say we hear and we obey. So Allah is nur in a way that we don't understand. And that's why when our Prophet ﷺ went up to Isra wal Mi'raj and he went beyond even Jibreel's maqam and he went to a place where no created being had ever gone, the Sahaba said to him, Ya Rasulullah, Hal ra'ayta rabbak? Did you see Allah? You went all the way up there. You went beyond the, 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 the Kiram and Katimin. You went beyond the, the Loh al-Mahfud. You went beyond the Safara. You went beyond Jibreel. There was nobody there. Did you see Allah in the divine presence? And the hadith in Sahih Muslim. What did he say? Noor anna ara. There was nothing but Noor. How could I see him? There was nothing but nur. How could I see him? Meaning, when he was in the divine presence, he did not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but he witnessed the veil of Allah. The veil of Allah. What is the veil of Allah? We learn in another hadith. Our Prophet sallallahu said, Hijabuhun nur. Allah's hijab is nur. Allah has a hijab in a manner that befits him. Hijabuhun nur. Allah has a hijab. Hijab here means veil. Allah has a veil. And that veil in this dunya, the veil blocks light. In this dunya, the veil stops light. In this dunya, the veil prevents light. But Allah's hijab is light. Hijabuhun nur. Allah's hijab is emanating light. What do you think that is beyond the hijab? What do you think is be behind that? As our Prophet said, لو كشفه, If Allah were to lift the hijab of the nur, The rays of light that come from the eminence of the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would destroy the entire creation. Allah Azza wa Jal is himself nurus samawati wal in a way that befits him. We don't think too deeply about this. And so to cover his nur from the makhluk because his nur is so powerful the makhluk cannot bear that nur to cover his own nur Allah created a hijab that hijab is not darkness that hijab is itself nur and that is what our Prophet saw nur anna ara so Allahu nuru samawati wal ard mathalu nurihi now I said there's over 20 opinions and Today, we're going to take a different tangent. If you have listened to this lecture of mine uh, in another conference or whatever, I, I, I took another uh, of those, and they're all legit, inshallah ta'ala. Today, I'm going to uh, twist it a little bit because we have uh, the theme of the Quran. And so there's another interpretation of Allah Nuris and that is Mathalu Nurihi, the similitude of his Nur according to this tafsir, which Ibn al Jawzi mentions, and it is also mentioned uh, in a number of other earlier tafsirs. Ibn al Jawzi mentions the Nur here is a reference to the Qur'an itself. Mathalu nurihi, the example of the nur of Allah. What is the nur of Allah? There's many interpretations of this whole, as I said, this whole ayah, multiple, complex, multi-layer interpretation. Today, to keep it simple, we're going to go down one trajectory. Please understand, there's many interpretations. And inshallah, they're all valid. There's nothing right and wrong here. One interpretation is, this ayah is about the Qur'an. This ayah is about the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the similitude of the light of Allah, i.e. the example of the Qur'an. مَثَلُ نُورِهِ كَمِشْكَاتٍ فِيهَا مِصْبَاحِ الْمِصْبَاحُ فِي زُجَاجَةٍ Now, please pay attention. I wish I had a PowerPoint or something to translate the verses, but you can understand, inshallah. I know it's 
late at night, but just pay attention and inshallah, we're going to go over this ayah in a very simple manner. Allah mentions the similitude of the light of Allah is like the example of. Now the example has three components. An outer, a middle, and an inner. Kamishkatin fiha misbah. Al misbahu fi zujaja. Now, the parable, the metaphor, begins with the outer, jumps to the innermost, and then goes to the middle. Is that clear? It doesn't go outer, middle, inner. It goes outer, innermost, middle, and it's a little bit disconcerting if you don't know where the eye is going. By doing this, Allah Azza wa Jal has to mention what is in the middle twice. And that is the maqsood or the intention of the ayah. مَثَلُ نُورِي كَمِشْكَاتٍ فِيهَا مِصْبَاحٍ الْمِصْبَاحُ فِي زُجَاجَةٍ Did you guys follow the Arabic? Misbah is mentioned twice, right? مَثَلُ نُورِي كَمِشْكَاتٍ فِيهَا مِصْبَاحٍ Now, if you don't know Arabic, obviously this is being lost on you. So let me translate. Mishkat. What is a mishkat? A mishkat is a crevice or a niche in the wall. We don't have one here. But back in the day, back in the day, Luxurious houses, you know, masjids that were purpose-built, they would have niches in the wall to put the lantern. And the purpose of the niche, the purpose of that space is to protect the lantern and to project all of the lantern's light in one direction. Like we might have mirrors or something. So back in the day, they had a carved out space. That carved out space is called mishkat. So, مَثَنُرُرِكَ mishkatin. So the example of, we're going to go with the interpretation that the nur is the Qur'an here. The example of the light of Allah, the Qur'an, is like that of a mishkat, a niche that is carved in the wall. Inside of the niche is a misbah, which is the misbah is the lamp. The misbah is the, uh, the actual flame, the candle. That's the misbah, the lamp. Al-misbahu fi zujaja. The candle or the lamp is inside of a glass. So notice, the niche... The candle, the glass. You know the good old days, then they had the lantern, right? Imagine you have a lantern. You all have seen a lantern on television. I know you haven't physically touched one since God knows when, but you know a lantern, right? You know, I've seen that in the good old black and white movies, okay? Those lanterns have glass. Inside the glass is a actual candle. And then where do you put that lantern? You put it inside of the niche in the wall, okay? This is the example that Allah is giving. Now, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions the niche, then the candle, then the glass. And he has to mention the candle twice. By mentioning the candle twice, by mentioning the flame twice, the maqsood or the point is to emphasize this is the whole parable. This is what the parable is about. And that is the original light. And of course, in our understanding, according to today's lecture, that is the Qur'an. So Allah mentions the Qur'an twice. Al-Misbah, Al-Misbah. So that misbah is the Qur'an. The light of the Qur'an is being emanated. Now, if the interpretation of the Qur'an here is that candle, then what is the zujaja or the glass representing? And what is the mishkat representing? Again, you have multiple interpretations. And actually one can say, there are multiple schools. Under each school, there are sub-schools of how you want to interpret this first. So I'm just going to go with one school and one sub-school because of time. If we were to go down this route of the candle represents the Qur'an, then according to another group of scholars within this school, the zujaja is the heart. The heart is the glass. 
And this is a beautiful, beautiful metaphor for the heart. Because glass is fragile and it is also super hard. Glass is transparent and it is also translucent. Similarly, hearts, some of them are fragile and some of them are hard. Some of them are see-through and they're honest. And some of them are double-layered. Some of them are opposite mirrors, literally hypocrites. So if we were to go down the route that glass here represents the heart, there's a powerful metaphor that just like glass is of so many varieties, so too the heart is of so many varieties. And the best glass is the most see-through glass. The best glass, you don't even know it's there. And so too, the best heart is the purest heart. The best heart you can see through that person is as he is. There's no double standards. There's no hypocrisy. There's purity over there. And what then is the mishkat? The niche, our scholars have said, or some group have said, the mishkat or the niche is all of the outer organs as they project the heart, the tongue and the hands and the limbs. So the outer organs, they project what is in the heart. And the heart inside of it is the candle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is the Quran. So the entire metaphor is about the heart of the believer who believes in the Quran. This is the metaphor according to one perspective. The heart of the believer who believes in the Quran. That the believer who believes in the Quran, that believer... His light is coming from the Qur'an. And that light is going to be protected by his heart. Because what does the heart, what does the, the zujaja do when the wind comes? The heart protects that lamp. The heart seals that lamp. The heart is where the lamp is contained. So too, the believer, his heart contains the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an that one of the miracles of the Qur'an is that it is memorized by the believers. Rather, the Qur'an is that which is memorized by the heart of the believers. So here the zujaja becomes the heart of the believer. And the mishkat then becomes the projection. What do your hands do? What do your tongue do? What does your eye do? It's going to project like the, the, the mishkat projects the light. So according to this narrative, the Qur'an becomes the guiding light. And of course, the Qur'an calls itself the light of Allah in multiple verses. Allah says in the Qur'an, Allah says, we have given you the inspiration and we made the inspiration a light unto you. Allah says in the Quran that those who believe in the Prophet and follow the light that has been given to you. To, the, to him. Allah calls the Quran a light. Allah says in the Quran that Alif Lam Ra, Allah has sent the book down to take them out of darkness into light. Allah says in the Quran, We have sent down to you a clear light in more than 10 verses. Allah describes the Quran as a nur. The Qur'an itself is a light. And Allah says the Qur'an takes you from darkness to light. So the purpose of the Qur'an is to achieve illumination. What this means, brothers and sisters, is the following. This world is immersed in darkness. There is no light of a spiritual nature that we can find without the Qur'an. 
There is no ultimate guidance without the Qur'an. Allah says, the only thing that will take you out of your darknesses into the light, يُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ The darknesses are plural. There are many darknesses. There's one light. There is no source of light except for the Qur'an. Anybody who thinks they can achieve ultimate guidance, ultimate truth, ultimate spirituality without the Qur'an is mistaken. The only source of light in this entire dark world, the only source, and this is very, very important because other groups, philosophers, modern thinkers, they think we can discover the truth on our own. And the Qur'an says, no, your truths will never be permanent and and 100%. Your truths will never be definitive. It is only the Quran. And that's why when this verse finishes, the very next verse, Allah says, Whomever Allah does not give light to shall never have light. There is no light except the light of the Quran. The only light that will guide you in this world of darkness is the Quran. And by the way, this light isn't just of ethics. It's not just of values. It's not just of morality. It is the light of spirituality as well. The light of feeling an inner peace. The light of feeling a sense of sakina. We learn in the hadith in Sahih Bukhari that once the Prophet, the, the, the Sahaba was reciting in the middle of the night before Fajr, he was reciting the Quran and he saw a physical light come down. He saw what he called the chandelier. He saw a light come down. When he recited, the, the light would come. When he stopped, it would go back up. And the Prophet said, those were the angels that came to listen to your recitation. Even the angels that came to listen to the Quran came in the form of light. So brothers and sisters, my time is up. We have uh, one more esteemed uh, our teacher and our mentor coming and I don't, don't want to eat into his, his time inshallah. But to summarize and conclude, the Quran is light. In every sense it is light. It is a light of the soul. It is a light of the intellect. It is a light of spirituality. It is a light of laws, a light of morality, a light of ethics. It is a light of guidance. Every single darkness that you have, you turn to the Quran, you read the Quran, you contemplate the Quran, and the Quran will become that light. And whoever believes that there is a guidance other than the Quran is strongly mistaken, completely lost. There is no light other than the light of the Quran. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with that light in our heart. We ask Allah to strengthen that light. We ask Allah to make that light the guide for this for us in this world and to lead it to us in Jannatul Firdaus al-A'la. Wa jazakumullahu khayran. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.